Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. So if you are in the Bible reading plan with us, then you'll know that I have accidentally read too much too fast. And so we are ahead of schedule, and I thought this would be an awesome time to stop and talk about something pretty serious. So today we are going to talk about Halloween. And don't worry if you don't feel like listening to this because you're only in this for the Bible reading plan. I won't be offended if you don't listen. In fact, I won't even know, friends. However, I would encourage you to just give this a listen and maybe consider a few things as we go on this journey together. So here we go. Let's have some thoughts about Halloween. Well, actually not Halloween, but Halloween and other earthly things that Christians should consider. So over the years, I have been asked over and over again about what a Christian is to do with Halloween. Should we allow our kids to participate? What about Halloween alternatives? Should the church be involved with Halloween at all? There are so many thoughts and questions about Halloween out there and not a lot of answers. Well, at least not a lot of definitive answers that agree with one another. There are answers all day. And if you listen to those answers, everyone is destined to either burn in hell because of their decisions or to make the wrong decision, not caring if it's right or wrong. So how do we navigate it? I mean, do we stop passing out candy to our neighbors dressed up as bluey in order to keep demons from attaching to our souls? If this is the case, then you better stop drinking Starbucks until you do your research on the possible connection the logo has to Philistine gods or other mystical creatures. And stop saying the name Easter in the slight chance that it has been shared with an early English goddess of the dawn. All possible claims that circulate Christian circles over and over again. So what do we do with this? How is a Christian to respond? Well, first off, there isn't a way that a Christian should respond. Only a way that you should respond. What do I mean by that? There's no obvious answer that is emphatically declared through scriptures towards Easter, Starbucks, or Halloween. So that means there must be an answer inside of a person's theology, or how one views their interaction with God in the world. So what is a theological answer to Halloween? I don't have one. Well, I mean, I do, but that's mine. But I do have a theological answer to something more important, holiness. And I want to spend a few minutes talking about this. We are called to be a holy people. Multiple times in the Old Testament, God calls his people to a holy standard. Like in Leviticus 11.44, he tells the people, For I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, because I am holy. Just a verse later, he says it again. And then a couple chapters later, he says it again, and again, and again, until it is repeated even in the New Testament. I mean, 1 Peter 1.16 says this, It is written, Be holy, because I am holy. You see, there is a divine calling on God's people to set themselves up as holy. We were designed to be in communion with a holy God. If that means our holy God is separated from all things sinful, 
we too should pursue the absence of sinfulness in order that we might commune with the Holy One. Therefore, we must also be holy. So the major problem that I have with Halloween is that it causes Christians to stop and try to justify their ability to blend in with the customs and cultures of the time instead of a divine pursuit of holiness. Then take into consideration the call for us to look and do things differently. I instantly think of Romans 12 too, that says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind or by changing the way you think. God calls us to think differently in a way that keeps us from blending into the patterns and customs of the world. Or think about the very first psalm, Psalm 1-1. It starts like this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of wicked or stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers. It's a call to be different. Or think about John's words in 1 John 2.15-17. He says, Do not love the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, and the desires of the eyes and pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So what's the biggest problem I have with Halloween? For me, it's not the chance that it is connected to evil roots. I don't personally worry that if I carve a pumpkin, I will allow demons into my home. To be honest, we should be boycotting Netflix and 90% of secular music more than a once a year holiday. No, the bigger problem to me is the fact that Christians have such a hard time walking away from it. If there is even a slight chance that it can cause someone else to question my faith or destroy my witness in the Lord, then why would I stubbornly hold fast to it in order to prove my point? Let me say it this way. Halloween is a pretty big deal for so many Christians in terms of it being a sticky point for them that could cause my witness to be hindered. And while I have the chance to witness to non-Christians all day long, my testimony better encourage other believers to pursue God more, or else I'm missing my chance to grow and help others grow. I mean, what is it that Paul says? Oh yeah, follow me as I follow Christ. He isn't talking to non-believers when he said that. He was talking to the early church. He was trying to say that you can look to him because he was always going to be finding the best way possible to chase after God. The problem with Christians today is that they are too busy trying to justify their actions that they miss the depth at which they are slipping away from the Lord. We are called to be in deep pursuit of holiness in order to be with our Heavenly Father. If something is being so questioned that it is divisive in the Christian community, And if it simply doesn't hinder me from thriving at life, then I choose to step away from it. And if I don't get to dress up as an astronaut and go door-to-door getting unhealthy sugary treats, it will only help me. So why is it such a big deal? Why the need to justify it? Let's also take into consideration the fact that there are evil things that happen around it. 
In fact, Halloween is actually often used as a cloak to cover over evil things that are happening around us. So let's just talk about that for a second. And for that, I go to Acts chapter 19, verses 13 through 20. It says, Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, In the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. What's happening here? Well, the Jews hadn't yet made this faith in Jesus their own yet. They were trying to live off of Paul's name and what Paul preached. So it came up powerless. They had no ability to speak the name of Jesus because they were simply powerless themselves. And what was it that was making them powerless? Read the next few verses. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. The thing that was prohibiting their influence on the spiritual powers of darkness was simply their inability to be separated from sorcery. Now this word seems so severe the way we read it, and it is meant to carry the weight that it has. But the Greek word it comes from actually simply refers to superstitious arts, not books of magic or spells that were passed around, but simply superstitions. In the land of Ephesus, where the prime worship was the goddess Artemis, the Christians were still holding onto superstitions that amounted to sorcery, and this caused them to be ineffective against the demonic. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be rendered useless when fighting this spiritual battle. For we know that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That was Ephesians 6.12. So here is my answer. Is Halloween evil? I don't know. Should you participate in it? I can't answer that for you. But you better have a clear plan for how you will separate yourself from the patterns of this world. You better know how you will rid yourself of any tie to the sorceries, superstitions, or evil practices that would render you useless. Because you better have power should you ever have to confront the demonic in your life. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.